This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Bored of too many ads and dull, meaningless chat? We've got neither. Joy Drive, smart, fun radio. Theatre, film, TV and more. Susie Rong reviews it all on Joy Drive. Hello, Susie Rong. Do you believe in ghosts, Warren? Uh, That's a hard question. Uh, The scientific side says no, but uh, the uh, spiritual side says yes. How's that for an answer? Says yes as in in they must exist? Um, They they must be around? Is that what you're thinking? I don't know if it's ghosts itself or am I thinking more of the concept of uh, energy? Exists, So I don't know mm-hmm. if you're necessarily going to see anything beyond me putting a sheet over my head with two eyes cut out. But um, mm-hmm. in terms of ghosts, like I wouldn't expect to see one around the corner and that it goes boo. <laughs> but I don't know, maybe maybe there's we exist as energies. I don't know. What do you reckon? Like we could be particles vibrating at certain frequencies. I've seen two, you know. Have you? Twice. Tell, yeah, oh, once in a hospital. Us. Oh, really? Once in a hospital and once in a hotel. What, what did they say? They didn't say anything. Like, I didn't know until I kind of, like, went past them. (laughs) Yeah, it's really hard to describe. Like, it's not like they're they're, they're, uh, going boo at you. It's just um, these... The the one at the hospital, it was like this, like a a white sheet sort of creature, but it was in in a completely dark space. There's Mm. no light source there. Oh. And then uh, the, my, I was in the back of my parents' car and it drove down and then when it turned and the car's headlights had moved away and it was completely dark in this corner and there was just this white figure there just standing there. It wasn't being scary or anything. Was it the same as so, the hospital one? No, the hospital was years later. I was a real grown, a real grown woman by then. <laughs> um, I, had, I had gone out partying with friends. I wasn't, I wasn't living in Sydney at the mm-hmm. time, so we, we had a hotel with my partner uh, in Sydney, uh, old uh, kind of old, slightly run-down hotel. And we went partying and I was tired. I, w- I came back to the hotel first. I went to sleep. And then um, when my partner came back, he sat on the edge of my bed. And, and I'm like, what are you doing? Go back to sleep. And he said, no, I'm just looking at you. And next morning he said, no, no such thing happened. I came back and went straight to bed. Oh, my goodness. So there was a ghost yeah. in the room. There was a yeah in a very creepy hotel. Like uh, you would, nobody was surprised when I said <laughs> something weird happened there. But you know, my 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 experience tells me that. Um, whether you believe that, that they exist or not, in my case, obviously, I, I feel like I believe maybe 80%. I feel like I definitely mm. see them. They, they're not there to kind of harm you because if they're able mm. to do any harm, you know, all, ki- all kinds of things would be happening. Like people would be dropping for no reason all, of, all over the shop, I would imagine. Mm. I plate, think I just kind of like you. Plates would be flying in the kitchen, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, those things happen so, so rarely. Like, we hear about that, like, once in 20 years or something. Um, but, uh, you know, maybe they are just like what you say. They're just sort of energy. And then um, maybe we can think that they're there observing us or something. Um, you know, sometimes you like, watch these, like, uh, afterlife TV shows. Uh, they, they sort of exist. I like to believe that they exist. And that brings back, brings uh, us hey, to today's I've movie. I've got one ghost story, though, before you do. It's like they're a presence. I do, uh-huh. I do remember I was uh, lying in bed and this is quite a familiar story I believe lots of people have I was lying in bed but I was awake well I think I was awake and but I was paralyzed I couldn't move and these two ghost-like creatures were at the end of the bed looking at me and I was trying to and my partner at the time was asleep and I'm trying to say ghost and I couldn't talk properly and it must have come out and he um he just woke up in a in a big fright and looked and said there's no one there but they disappeared but they were standing there at the end of the bed and I couldn't do anything about it even though I was looking at them and you forgot about that and until I forgot now. About that. Yeah, I remember it. <laughs> they were standing in the room, and afterwards, he um, he made me get. Uh, uh, this is the one that I spoke to you about last time, and I said he said the aliens are here to save us. He made me get uh, sage, and I had to uh, burn it throughout my house to get rid of these ghosts. And I also had to do something with salt. I think I had to. Um, uh, so burn a candle with salt or something, and I did it the wrong way. And apparently, I sucked in all the ghosts from <laughs> all the good ones too. I did it wrong, so I sucked them Look, all in. Look, in any case, I think saging your home is a good thing to do, Isn't even it? just as a ritual for yourself. Yeah, I think just as for yourself, like a ritual. Because and as you're doing it, it's almost like you have to go through some kind of meditation, some True. kind of thought process. And I think that's useful to think like, oh, what is it that I'm trying to cleanse? in my mm. home what is it that I'm trying to figure out um, even if you don't believe in the supernatural side of it I think it's a nice thing to do definitely mm. I might do it this weekend I've still got a little bit left over mm-hmm. great <laughs> <laughs> so Susie we are talking about what this week it's a movie Adam is trying to write a screenplay, but writer's block has hit him hard. Almost instinctively, he decides to travel back to his childhood home, hoping to find resolution for whatever is bothering him in psychological and emotional terms. In addition to currently being screened in every city, this week's movie All of Us Strangers is a highlight of this year's Mardi Gras Film Festival currently taking place in Sydney. Although missing out on the Oscars, All of Us Strangers has been nominated for virtually every major film award in the US, the UK and even over here in Australia. Not just critics, but moviegoers everywhere are responding overwhelmingly favourably as well, and it is easy to see why. The film packs an emotional punch dealing with heartbreak, loss and trauma. From the moment it begins, viewers are submerged in a deep melancholy. There is something very sad about Adam, even if he isn't completely aware of it, just trying to get on with the normalcy of everyday life. That is until something extraordinary happens when his late parents appear for a series of reunifications that will change Adam forever. Simultaneously, Adam is beginning to fall in love with his neighbor, Harry. So maybe, by the film's end, things will finally turn rosy for our protagonist. I think All of Us Strangers is beautifully made, very authentic and sensitive. And even though it contains some sensational twists and turns, nothing ever feels superfluous or forced. People I have spoken with have a stronger reaction to the sentimentality of the piece. I think my relationship with death is probably slightly unusual, having had many years to come to terms with my mother's passing. I don't see death as a sad thing necessarily, so a lot of what the film tries to do doesn't move me 
me quite as much, but I certainly understand how it would affect most people. Warren, you don't like it when I said homework that's too frivolous or shallow. So this oh, meaty one's definitely right. not wasting anybody's time. Today. Oh, Susie, this was really meaty. I loved it. I love this movie. I want to see it again. I really do. I can't wait to see it again. I thought the cast was absolutely amazing. But uh, the emotional impact, Susie, from right, you know, I don't know, it just got me from the beginning. I, I cried so much through it. It was amazing. Um, I loved it. Imagine being able to go back and talk to the people that are no longer here and say what we wanted to say to them and get that closure. It was just so emotional. I, I loved it, Susie. I thought, great movie, great choice. Um yeah, and also something else I, I thought it dealt with really well was that, that power of, of being able to have the opportunity to come out to your parents. And I know a lot of people don't necessarily have that opportunity and we see that happen in this movie and how powerful it is to get that, that feeling of acceptance and, you know, it's okay. And whilst we don't necessarily get it initially in this movie, it uh, does come by the end of it and it's such a beautiful thing to experience and to be able to go back and get that if you have had that opportunity cut off in your life is just amazing. Did you cry, Susie? I didn't. I watched it twice. I think mm. I was slightly more involved the second time. I find that a lot of the film uh, depends on your relationship with death. And, mm. and I think because my, my mother died such a long time ago, I've had, you know, almost 30 years of having to deal with it. So I think maybe uh, I'm a little bit more numb to that. You know, I've had a lot of time to, to really, really uh, process that. And, 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 but I, I, I imagine most people don't really are able to process that. Are, are both their parents still around? Yes, they, they are both uh, still around. It's really interesting because um, I was at my uh, parents' house on the weekend and they're still in the, you know, the family home and they're in their 80s. And uh, um, it was sad. Mum had a stroke on Christmas Day, which was really, really sad. So it slowed her right down. Um, but um, it's challenging because she won't accept any help at all, and I've noticed the uh, you know the house is starting to get a little bit not, not dirty is the wrong word, but untidy, and it's not something that they would have tolerated at all, certainly up until now. And uh, so I, in, you know, in my ingenious nature, went and got a robotic vacuum <laughs> and <laughs> took it out there. And I said, you're going to have it. I don't care, you, you know, because you can't, you, you don't want to get a cleaner. You won't accept help and the place needs cleaning. Anyway, uh, I was out there on Saturday and uh, trying to get the thing set up. And of course, there's the, the usual challenges, you know, of, of Wi-Fi and passwords and things like that. And you know, with anyone who who is elderly and a bit slow, it's you know, it's frustrating. You think, oh my goodness, what is it? What is it? But then, you know, I looked around and I thought, Warren, take a look at this. You've got your mum, your dad there. I've got my dog. You know, who's also similar age. You know, and very soon, um, I'll be sitting there without any of them. They'll all be gone, and it's not that far away. Um, and it just hit me, and it just thought, wow, that scares the hell out of me. There's nothing I can necessarily do about it. But I'm lucky in a way, and uh, I'll tie this in with the movie, is, you know, my relationship with my dad was awful when it came to me being a bit different as a kid and not being your typical son. And now I've got a good relationship with him. And watching uh, all of us strangers, it made me sort of feel very fortunate that despite being, I suppose, um, you know, eventually I'll be truly alone because I don't have any family. My brother's no longer here as well. 
I'm fortunate because I've resolved my relationships. Yet, in the movie, I mean, in reality, he doesn't get to resolve them, does he? Because he's talking to them and they're no longer there. So my parents are still here, but um, not for much longer, unfortunately. I think that's why it's so powerful for you, because I'm watching that film mm. thinking that most people, um, you know, will be watching it think, uh, fearing the inevitable. Um, mm. And that's a really powerful thing because it's so inevitable. And you, especially if you're slightly, you know, if you're middle aged like us, you know that it's going to happen uh, mm. very soon. So in that way, it's, it's a really emotional ride. Um, I, I think it's a really, really beautifully made movie. It's extremely sensitive. And there's some really magical things about it. The way it it, the mood of it is so so intense and you kind of don't really understand why it sucks you in so easily because it doesn't have a lot of story it doesn't have a lot of dialogue no. maybe maybe it is about the atmosphere that just kind of gets you um, right on the exact frequency that it wants you to be at and then you become really receptive to all the um, quite wild things that it's, it, it says mm. in its narrative um, so in, in that where I think it's a really fantastically made film. I'm very happy that it's a queer film, that that's uh, create, uh, some queer artists making a queer film of, of this level. It's, a, it's incredibly sophisticated and very clever and, you know, I'm glad that people are loving a film that happens to be a queer film. It's brilliant. Susie, uh, if you did, and you don't have to answer this if it's too personal, but if you had the opportunity to go back and talk to your mother, what do you think you would talk about? We we had the coming out discussion, you know, oh. uh, not 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 the trans one, but at that time, the, well, the queer one, because I had very. <laughs> Very outrageously made my my. Uh, I was living with my mother at the time, like mm. just the two of us in, in a three bedroom unit, and and uh, I had very outrageously made my uh, boyfriend at that time almost live with us. He was living with us like half the week <laughs> without kind of having any kind of explanation. And then they had, they they got on like the like a house on fire. They they have very very um, compatible personalities. They loved each other so much. But one day she, you know, and my mother, you know was a drinker and a smoker, which is why she died young. She had this, you know, drunken confrontation with me about like, do, do you have something to explain to me about? <laughs> and and she, was, she was trying to put on like a really angry mother face, which I guess in a way she probably was, thinking mm. that I was a little bit like uh, um, kind of disrespectful of her space. Um, and all I said was a very simple line, you know, I, obviously I was emotional about it. It came out of nowhere. I said, do you think I have a choice? And it was literally a very, very short sentence like mm. that. And I could see everything change in her face and it never came up again. And we, and everything was really, really good. Like she loved, she loved my ex and, you know, her, her feel, her, her love for me never changed. And it was never a problem. So fortunately we, we didn't have that sort of drama over over there. Maybe that's why partially mm. why the, the film didn't didn't affect me quite as much. You're, you're, you've reached closure with that relationship, but um, I imagine for those who haven't, it would definitely trigger some strong emotions. Susie, um, I'm also proud to report that my mum absolutely loves the robot vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> does it mop? Does it mop? Yes, I hear that some of them mop. <laughs> oh my god, incredible! <laughs> it does both. I love. <laughs> 
I love the movie. I think it's brilliant. I'd encourage everyone to see it. A few um, messages came in uh, from Michael. All of us strangers is a beautiful movie. Great performances from Andrew Scott and Paul Mescal. Only problem made me cry. See, Michael, you're not the only one. It made me as well. Uh, David from Fitzroy says huge. A huge Andrew Hay fan, but such a horribly self-conscious script and performances and a truly vile retro foregrounding of the gay men are destined to be lonely trope. Yes, two thumbs down, all around failure. There, we've got uh, a whole spectrum of uh, comments there. Mm. And, of course, uh, we've got another one saying, where is it streaming? You have to see it in the, go and see it in the movies, I think, at the moment. Don't yeah, you? it's still in, in the, at the cinemas everywhere. It Obviously, it will come to streaming eventually. But, you know, it'd be good to support uh, queer, queer filmmakers, spend a few dollars to support the industry. Yeah, I agree. Go see it. It is such a good film. All of us strangers, Susie Wrong. What is our homework for next week? Is it as good? <laughs> From this weekend, the Mardi Gras Film Festival is going online and accessible anywhere in Australia via their website, queerscreen.org.au. One of my favourite films in the streaming program is a title from Nigeria. Check out All the Colours of the World Are Between Black and White. Let's catch up on that when I see you next Tuesday. Thank Bye-bye. you. Thanks. That is Susie Wrong. Joy Drive on Joy 94.9 FM in Melbourne, Joy on your digital radio, iHeartRadio, TuneIn.com or the Joy app. No matter where you are. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.